In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. For over 130 years, McCormick has helped you make mom's lasagna to keep her secret recipe alive. Take over taco night, no matter how chaotic your day is. Conquer the bake sale, even if you get to it last minute. And craft the perfect Sunday brunch when it's not even Sunday. Because with McCormick by your side, it's going to be great. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, we can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Travis Morningstar. We have had a crazy week, Travis. We have some good news to get to regarding inmate firefighters. We're also going to talk about uh, the true news of what's going on in modern American policing. And, of course, we will be discussing the eviction epidemic the eviction crisis happening right before our eyes in Donnie trump's america but before we get to that because we live in such a interesting intelligent time a story we have to bring to your attention because donald trump jr himself took to twitter yes to talk about how tiktok is destroying the lives and the minds of the american youth but he has a solution and that solution comes in the form of something called Triller? Yes, okay. Triller. Well, he he took to Triller. He to, took to Triller. To shit on TikTok. But I'm watching... What the hell is uh, Triller? But, I, but I'm looking at him on Twitter right now. I'm going to blow that, my brains out. How does that be, sound? That might be the confusion there. Okay. But yeah, so this morning uh, I woke up and I watched a video by a very sweaty, very coke-addled... <laughs> Donald Trump Jr. Don't blame the sweaty. A lot of people get things done when they sweat. Look at the American construction worker, Travis. Exactly. But he, so he. Not that he's ever lifted a brick in his life. Oh, he's, uh, isn't that what you call a, a brick of cocaine? Is it, is it a no, brick? Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you can. So he, uh, so he's on Triller, which is basically the Kmart version of TikTok. It's this, it's TikTok cloned, but very shitty and it doesn't do the same thing at all. Okay. Um, and so he went on there and he was saying like, get off TikTok get on Triller because TikTok is spying on your teenage daughters and they're using the cameras in your daughter's okay. phone to watch her undress. So, and they might even be saying some uh, naughty, salacious words to her as she sleeps uh, through the microphone of the phone itself. Well, I've seen the documents of Donald Trump walking around the locker room of, I believe, Miss Teen USA. Yes. It sounds like he could say the exact same thing about what his father is doing in real life. But nonetheless, Donald Trump Jr., apparently he believes... That his his presence is what children, that's what the kids want to <laughs> be around. They, they don't care about Kendrick Lamar or hanging out with any of a series, a bevy of new, hip, young, cool, very talented artists. They want to hang out with someone yeah. who looks like he had a cleft palate, a cleft lip, nothing wrong with that, but he's a scumbag. 
in Donald Trump Jr. Yeah, it's, it, it, it is like asking people who are shopping at Forever 21 to come to the Bass Pro Shop and hang out with the guys who shop there. Hey, buddy, I never went to the Forever 21. They don't allow people of my ilk to ever enter those places. Not that I ever would in the first place. Don't diss on the Bass Pro Shop. Well, because if you want to have all the senses in your mind filled, you walk through the stink bait aisle. And the stink bait aisle, I'm not going to tell you I didn't actually love it. The same way I love the smell of gasoline, but that's a whole nother story. I'll tell you what. Me I, and my grandmother both did. Bass Pro Shop is the cheap, the like a very good cheap date option too. If you it's just want to, if you just want to walk around the Bass Pro Shop with your sweetie and I just look at the stu- the stuffed bear, there's they've got an aquarium. Yep. Uh, in some of them, they do have uh, the arcade, uh, the rifle game, Big Buck Hunter. So I mean, if, if you're looking for a cheap date night, just walk around your local <laughs> Bass Pro Shop, and you're definitely going to run into someone you went to high school who works there, or maybe you're the one who works there that and then you run into people from high school every day oh, you that if exciting? you work at the bass pro shop and your date meets you there for the date oh my god oh that's a that's a five dollar night easy that's a beautiful night my friend uh but so yeah the reason why all this is happening is because donald trump is about to enact a ban on tiktok yeah. later in september and this uh, is part of his tough on china well, this rhetoric is, this is him being yeah. tough on china now uh-huh. Everything in this country, down to the seat I'm sitting on mm-hmm. uh, and the headphones I'm wearing, is made in China. China, let's just say they have infiltrated the American marketplace just a little bit. Yeah, just they, a little bit. But I think I, I read about that. Last I think year. I read about that. And <laughs> yeah. You can read it on the back of every single product you buy, including American flags. Donald Trump's tough on China rhetoric literally begins and ends with this proxy war that has become a child's toy, a.k.a. TikTok. Yeah, and now I feel this weird, like, um, I have to, like, defend TikTok. Because I don't it's like, defend either of them. Because it's like... Uh, if love it or leave it if you don't like if you don't like 52 year old men dancing with 16 year old girls to flow millie then then get out of here i don't i never even went to the party i don't want you on my tiktok anymore i ain't gonna be arrested but he's uh, he's really this is his turf like when it comes to actual like sanctions on like when it comes to actual economic policy or anything this is his arena. He he knows that he's being that people there's like young people on TikTok mm-hmm. dancing to a Drake song and calling him a dotard. Sure, and that is enough for him to be like, okay, well, those kids are obviously they, we need to get rid of this app. Okay, so of course he never expanded the COVID task force. We are going to talk about the thirty to forty million people who are going to be unemployed because there's no federal moratorium on evictions. There are some state moratoriums specifically. If you look at Washington and specifically even further in, in Seattle, Washington, uh, Jay Inslee and the mayor have put a moratorium on evictions. We are living in a world now where we are going to see an uptick in homeless that we have not seen since Vietnam and probably even more so than Vietnam. We have a lot of serious issues. And Donald Trump and his son, Donald Trump Jr., are taking this TikTok issue putting it on the forefront of the minds of the American people and pretending like it matters. Can I, Travis, this is a true question. Yeah. Facebook monitors you. Instagram is Facebook. That spies on everything you do. TikTok uh, is no different than either of those. No. Can you tell me, is there one specific thing that TikTok is doing other than being owned by the Chinese that is different than what American companies are doing? Uh, absolutely. I mean, or, or are they just doing it better? Because you were telling me that TikTok has this incredible AI algorithm. Well, so Again, I don't have the app. I will never get the app. I'm a 39-year-old man. I don't believe it should be legal for me to have the app. I also have two dogs. I'm a single man. 
What are they doing well, they have, that is so nefarious? I know, I mean, first they, of all, screw them, but what's what's what is what is the Trump campaign hanging their hat on when it comes to TikTok? The the literal fact that it is a Chinese owned so the the company that owns TikTok is ByteDance and they're based in Beijing. What about every single Apple product? And we sort of alluded to, right? Like, isn't your laptop also a Chinese made product? I just don't fully understand this how is, this th- is for like, him, this is a simple like I'm being tough against China, and it's not. A, but it's, it's, it's not. not offending the people that would hurt his numbers. I think. Right. Uh, so this is an easy win for him, and he could just be a bastard. And the thing is, if he does, it's like win-win for him, right? Okay. If he does sell, if TikTok is sold to Walmart and Microsoft, uh, they're doing an alliance there. Um, then he also is going to get money from that because it'll be like there is some kind of fee for him to like yeah I guess it goes to the treasury or something but he basically gets a finder's he fee gets a for kickback, like yeah. for for putting this uh, deal together Great. and if he if he get if he does ban TikTok that's him being like brutally tough against China not letting his their attractive dance app into our country wow but the thing is uh, China is also playing along with this if it would be nothing if. If uh, t- the actual like bite dance people didn't care, and they're just like, fine, sell it to uh, sell it to but, uh, Walmart and Microsoft. Well, but- China wants to hold on to their intellectual property, right? Which is quite ironic because, of course, the Chinese have been stealing American intellectual property for ooh, quite a while now. Well, but- this this next thing that they did is it is plain. It is political. It was a uh, it's political, you know, theater. So right. they're they're saying we're actually not going to allow the sale of TikTok technology, which the biggest component of that is the AI generated algorithm. But can't anyone else figure this out? I mean, how honestly like, it is. It is. It's like the simple things that you I know don't this know. Is, I'm sorry. This is like Thanksgiving dinner for you. And I'm just like, I know. tell me about TikTok. And how now? How do they know <laughs> it is, what it, I'm thinking? It really is that simple spice of TikTok knows exactly what you want to see next. So it so learns. They, but it learns. Isn't it, okay, but how unique are human beings? I think one of the things that we're learning about all of this AI technology is that we are extremely um you can predetermine, and we're gonna talk in, we're gonna talk about pre-crime, which is happening here in a second as well, but you can pretty much predetermine what a person's day is going to be. You know, they sure. know I'm waking up. They know I'm taking an Uber. They know exactly what studio I'm going to. Now that I've treaded the exact ground that I'm going to tread for the next five or seven years here in L.A., you can find me pretty freaking yeah. easily. How intelligent is this technology or is it really just easy or easier than we thought to track people's motivations and or, or actions and the motivations behind those actions? Because at the end of the day, we're not that freaking complex. I think you have to think about it a little bit more intricate, like about because I have particular tastes. Um, my, yeah. my girlfriend, uh, she uses TikTok a lot. For what? To watch a very specific type of video, and they are usually why vi- can't you tell me the video? I'm have to tell you. Okay, the type of video is like a woman named like Lena who uh-huh. lives in I don't know Kentucky, and all she does is scream about uh, like spiders <laughs> in her pantries, like that type, that type <laughs> okay. of person. That's the type of person who makes a TikTok video and right. like blows up, but she doesn't know why uh-huh. she's blowing up. She's just like an old woman with no teeth saying like, "There's spiders in my pantry," and then it, like we'll just be watching Matlock. For the- I see. All right, that, all right, that, and that is why I'm dating this woman because we both enjoy those videos. But uh, you have to understand like there are intricate. Um, preferences that uh, that TikTok <laughs> understands about each user. Okay, but the idea that you can 
AI algorithmically uh, find videos that mm-hmm. match your preferences is pretty crazy. Okay. So I that's mean, what they're holding hashtags on Hashtags would give you sort of some semblance of an idea of Seems like what it. is in the video. But there are some ineffable nuances to TikTok videos All right. that uh, can I'm, only AI, can, this only this patented uh, AI from ByteDance happens to know. My ha- brain is about to separate like I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger that, I, dressed as that old woman in Total Recall. TikTok, what, okay. TikTok it, the reason why it's so popular okay. is because it's unspoken. It knows exactly what you want and it gives it to you nonstop. It hits your pleasure center over and over and over again and that's why people love it. Well, hey, I'm not going to say I'm not susceptible. I love to go gambling. I love to play my slots, which I won $2,000 on at the Mandalay Bay. I'm now officially a Mandalay Bay employee. I had to sign a W-2 after I won the two grand on the slots. But let's get to the meat of this with Donald Trump Jr. I want to say, yeah, another thing about this Triller thing, though. Okay. It's uh, So when you get on there, some of the first, you know, like suggested people are obviously all the members of the Trump family. Okay. You know, Donald Trump himself is on there. He has a fantastic 30-second video. He has one video, <laughs> and it's just him saying, I have the best technology. Look it up. I swear to God. That's what it is. Good for him. I have the best technology. Uh, so that's his one trailer video. And then it's it will also suggest different sort of pages for you to go to. One of the pages is hashtag uh, WWG1WGA. That's a that? QAnon Okay. Uh, that's a QAnon hashtag. So and this is, they want to make this a conservative TikTok. It's on, they don't want to, nobody's saying anything explicitly. But they are but saying But the it. fact that Donald, this coked up 80s shark, Donald Trump Jr. is leading, is spearheading this promo campaign for Triller is hilarious. And of course, by coked up, you mean diet coked up because it's stranger that he doesn't do drugs. I wish I had an explanation yes. for him and cocaine would be great, but it really is fast food. And Diet Coke, one which, of the, you know, makes him relatable, one of I guess. The, one of the, like, suggested search pages things, it's hashtag Pizzagate. <sighs> and then there's a button at the very bottom of the page that says, ominously, join the challenge. What the... <laughs> okay, <laughs> Wait, okay. So, <laughs> so this is state... This is state-run propaganda, which, of course, this is our state, America. This is American Trump administration, straight propaganda, which is so ironic, of course, because that's what they are. Uh, blaming the Chinese government of doing on TikTok. This is, again, nothing more than a deflection of Donald Trump looking at the Chinese, feeling jealous of how they're able to control their society, and being like, what if we bring that back here? This is what this is under the guise of freedom. Classic. So just real quick, because we have to move on here. Um, I also want to talk tangentially about TikTok when it comes to the officer who posted the video after George Floyd's death, decrying the death of George Floyd. Of course, that was in Minneapolis, what, two months ago now or three, two and a half months ago. Yeah. It's amazing um, how time is continuing to go. But Donald Trump Jr., so he took to Triller, Triller. which is a horrible freaking name, Triller. by the way. Um, it sounds like it would be great if it was hey, a network it, all about America, caterpillars. Baby, made in America, Which is probably why it's not going to work out as well. Uh, though I love things made in America. But maybe not this specific thing. So what did Donald Trump Jr. Do you want to play any audio before? Well, let's just listen to what he has to say. Okay. Let's hear him out at least, right? Because our audience can't. We don't want to torture the audience. Let's hear him out. Guys. Donald Trump Jr. here. Oh, he's such a dick. Wanted to have a quick conversation. Uh, really excited to have joined Triller. Uh, I've seen all of the controversy that's going on as of these days about TikTok and some of the other uh, apps that are going on, but really TikTok in particular, just because of its obvious control by the Chinese government. And I said, obvious. we have to address that. I, I know there's some outrage about it because people have liked the platform, but you know what? There's an option. 
that you can go to that's an American company, that's not saving your data, that's not going to eventually weaponize it against your children. You know, one of the things I always joke about with my friends is uh, I thank God every day that we didn't have social media when I was uh, in my younger, uh, more fun years. Sir, uh, <laughs> take a look at this guy. He's not out of his fun years, by the way. Camera phones and video phones in our pocket uh, when we were doing some of the dumb things that all kids actually do. Uh, that's no longer the case. All right, I'm, I've heard enough. I can't. This so, is so him. he goes. So he, this is. But I just we have to do. We do have to clarify. This is Donald Trump at his most intelligent. Um, all right. So he goes on and talks about the. Uh, no, I just feel like we're advertising for Triller, which is disgusting. Well, so I would say it's obvious, right? With the PizzaGate, with the QAnon stuff for Triller, that is that seems more like deliberate. Dang. Uh, propaganda, right? And if well, you get a chance again to do a little research on the guy who actually broke into Comet Pizza, had a freaking shotgun, scared the hell out of everyone. He joined the challenge. He the joined the challenge. That is the hashtag, join the challenge. I don't know what else the challenge could be other than taking up arms and going into uh, businesses and pretending as if they're the, uh, the home of child uh, sex rings. I actually, my heart kind of broke when you listened to him talk because he really believed in Pizzagate and he has two kids. And, you know, so the problem that I have with this, amongst a lot of other problems, but they really are taking advantage of how easy it is to convince people that certain realities are true and they are preying on people with mental illness. There is no denying that someone who is um, more susceptible to propaganda is also someone who may uh, have a certain mental illness God, that I hope, can push I hope. them forward and say, wow, I'm actually going to take up arms. And now if you have something like Triller, if you thought TikTok was bad, giving you different dances that you could do to different songs and you could pretend to be Cardi B or whatever, imagine if you weaponized social media and got all of those people in another Pizzagate 2.0 as if the original wasn't horrible enough and now you're going to cr- try to create a social platform where you can't even get out of that? Yeah. This is preying on people with mental illness. Speaking of... Uh, and it is preying... There and is it, no it, option to delete Triller, which is another thing I there's found. There's no option to delete it? <laughs> there's no... All right. Or I don't to, e- to delete your account. Uh, they don't let you delete your account, which is funny. So do not get on... Anyway, do not get on Triller. It is propaganda at its worst and we have to but, move on. Well, what, one, one more thing. Um, okay. You know, TikTok has about as much propaganda as any other social media sure. platform. It's the same as as a Twitter, uh, maybe not as bad as a Facebook. But the idea that there's some kind of like um, political leaning in any one, in any which way is um, a, is false because ever, there's a bunch of bad propaganda and there's a bunch of lies. Um, but if you look at something like WeChat, which is, are you familiar with WeChat? I don't even want to talk anymore about social media. Which is, that is a actual Chinese propaganda tool. Because if you post something that's anti, uh, anti-party there, they will come to your house, drag you to jail. But, the, oh, but TikTok is more like ambivalent about uh, conspiracy theories or, or propaganda or leaning any which way politically. It is just full of that stuff All right. any well, which way. There you go. So so there, there, but what I'm saying is there are real examples of I propaganda you. social media sites, there and TikTok go. is not necessarily one of them. So check it's out, just a political pawn. Check out the American WeChat Triller. Uh, There you go. You'll get arrested just like they do in China. How exciting. Well, speaking of TikTok tangentially, I do want to talk briefly about Officer Williams. 
Uh, he was just fired from the police force. He went viral after the murder of George Floyd at the hands of Derek Chauvin and three others. Uh, George Floyd was murdered, obviously, again, about two and a half months ago. He uh, went to TikTok and he expressed his concern over what's happening with policing. Turns out, as soon as that video went viral, he was put on uh, probation, he was suspended, and two months later, he was finally fired, which brings up the concept of how difficult it is to break the blue wall of silence in policing, because, of course, if you do do that, you will find yourself out of a job, or perhaps even worse, stuck in a job where they treat you horribly. And the problem that we're seeing right now is that people who might be good, officers who might be uh, responsible people, officers who do want to see their communities thrive and grow, we're seeing those people being weeded out of police forces all across this country, which makes it difficult to have the argument where it's like, hey, there's a lot of good cops out there. I'm sure that there are. I know that there are because there's a lot of them who are listeners of last podcast and this show and we meet them on the road. I can, my concern is we're getting less and less good cops, more and more cops uh, feeling emboldened to act horribly, despite the fact that we're filming, uh, despite the fact that everyone is aware that we have massive police malpractice happening all over this country, despite the fact that these people, these officers who commit these crimes are under a little bit more scrutiny than they were. Of course, we still don't have the officers arrested for Breonna Taylor. We did get Derek Chauvin uh, to, at the very least, go in front of a grand jury. We'll see what happens with that trial, which hasn't begun yet. There's starting to be a slight, there's there's a small uh, tick up when it comes to um, uh, ramifications for their actions, but it's still a small minority of officers actually being held up it, to the it, letter of the law. It took and a lot of effort to get that Derek Chauvin and, case going. Though. And we're, st- Oh my God, of course it did. And uh, you know, we're still seeing the unrest on the streets uh, ripple throughout this country because of it. I mean, we have the officers in Buffalo knocking over the 75 year old supposed Antifa. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, right. The, the Antifa like, stormtrooper. It's, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's insane what these people are doing. So I do want to spread a little bit of light on Officer Williams. He's being, uh, obviously, he's fired now. He most likely will be at some point targeted by the police uh, himself. And that's what makes it so difficult for officers to speak out. That sends a chilling effect throughout police precincts across this entire country. You speak out, you do something viral, uh, and you're going you're going to be reprimanded. As opposed to what I would think if I was the commissioner, I would say thank you uh, for speaking out. This is good for our public relations Instead, of course, they fired him. Uh, the the um, department that he worked for, this is Officer Williams, again, the guy who went viral on TikTok talking about George Floyd in uniform. The department said he got fired because he was doing TikTok videos in uniform. But I have a feeling if those TikTok videos were him wearing a mega hat talking about the virtues of Donald Trump, I think he would still have a job. So yeah. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. 
At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. So that brings us to another conversation about police reform. But before we get into some of the negative things happening, specifically in Tampa, believe it or not, bad things can happen in Tampa, too. I know it's a stunner. (laughs) Let's talk about something positive. Last week's show, we talked about how inmates are used in California to fight wildfires. Uh, these inmates... Well, uh, you did. You have, the, you have the lathe of heaven because your <laughs> dreams became a reality this week, right? Yes. And obviously on the show, we were talking about how that is virtual uh, slave labor. They're making about, you know, maybe two bucks an hour, a dollar an hour or whatever. It's, uh, and some people being like, how can it be slave labor? It's a volunteer program. They're, I literally saw some comments on my, uh, on my Instagram be like, they're fed. They have beds. I was like, okay, you sound like Bill O'Reilly defending slavery. So don't just stop, please. Just listen for this one thing, because I promise you there's some truth to it. Um, And of course, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to equivocate the two. You know, it's not apples to apples. I'm just saying this is a form of modern day Mm -hmm. uh, slavery. And as as we've seen, when you criminalize human beings, they get you get an excuse to incarcerate them. And then you can use them as free labor. And as we talked about last week, lowering the income then of firefighters because you can't compete against free. Right. California, September 1st, just finally allowed inmates who served on the front lines of fighting forest fires all over this state to uh, to apply to become firefighters after they are done being incarcerated. Now, of course, this does not apply to violent felons, uh, which, you know, we'll we'll take it where we can get it here. But I think this is a step in the right direction. And I just wanted to read one uh, little comment here that I got on uh, on my Instagram. This is from uh, Lorenita, Lorenita78. She says, I'm an evacuee from California fires, and I cannot thank those inmates enough. I was just discussing with a friend how disgusting it is that they risk their lives for us and that they aren't allowed to continue once released and how absolutely horrid that is. Uh, she goes on to say this made her cry and things like that. Uh, now talking about what's going on. Uh, with this new law that was passed. She says, this is a positive step forward towards that. Random side note uh, regarding the inmates who come to fight the forest fires. This is so freaking dystopian to me. Random side note, they are transported, of course, the inmates are transported in a bus painted to match the fire trucks, but with prison grates over the windows. And it struck me uh, that in an event of the driver or guard being incapacitated during a fire, they would be literally trapped inside the vehicle and left to die. Oh my god! We need to so we need so much reform. Thank you. They're like uh, the, thank um, you, Kissel. Now go kiss Puffin and Jerry for me, <laughs> and of course I will kiss Puffin and Jerry for you. And a little bit of a side on a side note, um, I'm officially Jerry's dad. Congrats! I know you were. Um, I, I look at your Instagram and I see uh, clear evidence of a good responsible dog he, owner. He's a cute boy despite he gets he gets lost in my body every but now and again. Like <laughs> it, it sounds like these uh, convict firefighters are like the tethered version of the firefighter. You know, like the us, the in the yeah. red jumpsuit version of, like they are allowed to be, <laughs> they're allowed to do the same work, but then just like be tortured and uh, thrown in a, a like a facsimile abs- of a fire truck. Absolutely horrible. So, anyway, 
positive news, a step in the right direction, which we, which we must acknowledge when it happens. Um, otherwise, you know, what's the point of living? There are some good things happening out there. And again, it's just they can now apply to become firefighters. But I've always been an advocate for getting former prisoners reintegrated into society so they do not recommit crimes. And this is one step in the right direction. Of course, it is very difficult for inmates or for people who have been previously incarcerated or for people perhaps who have a criminal record to break free from, air quotes, the system. This is what we're talking about right now, what happens in Tampa Bay or what is happening in Tampa Bay. So let's go to this story here. Pasco County Sheriff Chris Nacco. He took office in 2011. So this man won being sheriff, which again, let's not forget, these are voted positions. So you can change, we can change these things at the ballot box. 2011, he ran for Pasco County Sheriff and he literally ran on a platform of creating a cutting edge intelligence program that would stop crime. Oh, wait for it. Dot, 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 before it happens. Oh no. Whoa. You thought TikTok was bad. So the department created a 30-person intelligence department and devised an algorithm to predict who was likely to commit crimes in the future. This is happening right now, people. This is not a Tom Cruise movie. Deputies swarm homes in the middle of the night. They write tickets for missing mailbox numbers and overgrown grass, which I would be livid. If somebody, there's that, I forget, I think it's a State Farm commercial yes, or something like exactly that. exactly what you're talking about. The Thanks, Diane. Thanks, Diane, or whatever. I'm, I, no. I mean, this, I would be those two people who held the guns out at the BLM protest. Yeah. I would just be that person, but yelling <laughs> at them. Like, I would be like, you, you're going to leave. My grass is fine. It grows just as it should grow. I think that's what a wizard would respond. Uh, they come again and again, making arrests for any reason they can. Of course, this is also what we saw in Ferguson, Missouri. When it comes to that state making a bunch of their money, or, or that city rather, making a bunch of their money off of tickets. Police were never supposed to be the armed extension of the tax man, but that is exactly what they have become. So we have what's going on right now all over this country, but specifically in Pasco County, Chris Nako, unbelievably transparent, which I guess we can say that's a positive. At least he's telling the truth about what he wants to do. Uh, he is violating people's constitutional rights and he is saying that he is doing so publicly and as a society it is up to us to say no and well, how do we say no again don't forget you vote for sheriff so if you are in pasco county vote chris nako out of office because you never know when you end up on the list and next thing you know you have a a glorified Homeowners Association on steroids with the right to kill you. So yeah, and it's uh, you know, to your point about uh, you have to elect the right people, and each yes. each department, each police department in every city, they all just sort of take their own, you know, their own little pinch of their own spice because they have <laughs> they have a bunch of uh, they have all these new technologies available to them, and some police departments go further than others when acquiring them or, or utilizing them. Like for example. Uh, ring, which is that uh, that doorbell? Oh, I know, I got survey. a ring. You have a ring? Oh, I haven't, I haven't set it up yet. I shouldn't say that though. Well, yes, my <laughs> my house is heavily guarded. I, I have, have a moat and alligators and I everything have like that. Twenty rings. I have a ring robot that surveils. I love it. I'm like Rocky. <laughs> but um, it, it you'll be happy to know then that uh, ring was uh, acquired by Amazon, and then Amazon uh, gave that to about 700 law enforcement agencies in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, um, I am happy to know that. Yeah. So with a with with a 
phone call, with an email, they can access uh, video doorbells throughout uh, their communities in any in any city. And I'm and I'm sure some of it could be you know like okay, hold the on thing that you'll, the we... thing that you can like uh, get from that is like uh, the guy that stole your package. You know, like the guy of that course. like stole that. Oh wow, but it's like Travis. I have high a crimes. Do they so? When it comes to, do you have to like trigger law enforcement or is law enforcement like, do they have access to ring? Like, I don't, the whole thing really creeps me out. Honestly, they, they shop these things around to different agencies. You know, like the, uh, who's that guy? The, uh, Clearview. Remember Clearview? Mm Mm-hmm. So they shop that. It's like a software. And yeah. they, they shop it around to different police agencies. And then the police say, yeah, we could use this because A, B, and C. Or they say, no, that's uh, over, over encroaching you know, people's privacy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I remember when they always say that, <laughs> yeah. how the police are always like so concerned about yeah. people's constitutional but, rights. Yeah, so like Ring is good. You know, they, 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 uh, they sell this stuff to different agencies. And so you, well, may, you may have a police officer's like, you, your front doorbell might be... You know, you, you open the door too, and it like goes into your house. So like when you're, if you have Weird. it, if you have it on the door, and you open your door, you can see inside your house. So some police officer has like a, in so, in these like seven hundred or or so um, police agencies have like video into your home. Well, if they were actually watching, they'd come in and clean it up because I got a bunch of Taco Bell wrappers over there. right now. Oh yeah, now. there's got to be like a SWAT team waiting outside your oh, your house okay. with like mops and brooms. I would love that. <laughs> Get rid of guns, add the mops, have these cops start cleaning up our city in. In the right way. Well, speaking of mops, this story we have got to get to. We have a positive story this week, which is nice. But this story is really, uh, its I don't want to say the word scary because I don't like to scare people. This is just the reality of what's happening right now with COVID and with uh, evictions. So people are not allowed to go to work. Uh, a lot of the government money that has been there to help these people is all, most of it has dried up or been taken by these large corporations or don't even freaking need it. Very little has gone to the average American and specifically people who are living paycheck to paycheck on the bubble of being homeless on a regular basis. It was scary enough when they actually had work, but now of course we're seeing millions of Americans without work and around 30 to 40 million Americans. This is a country of 300 million, maybe 320 million. This is a huge percentage of our country. We are about to experience a crazy time period. On and this Janu- is happening again, just to just again to nail this home. This is happening now. This isn't some this isn't some liberal hellscape. This isn't like, oh my God. I mean, first of all, screw Nancy Pelosi. She should be be voted out because there was no greater no greater physical um, image of hypocrisy than her walking into a closed uh, hair salon to get her freaking old women hair thickened. I don't know what the hell they do. Yeah, I read about uh, four sen- four words into the sentence about that story, and I just blanked out. I, I can't possibly. I can't possibly. And now, of course, this. she's she's criminalizing the uh, the hair salon. So hey, I'm not. You know me. This is like if you're rich, Nancy Pelosi, I believe, is the second wealthiest person in California. Fuck her. Fuck her Wall Street husband. Fuck all of them. But to give some background, just just really quick. But when it comes to just to nail this point home, this is happening now. This is not happening under Bernie Sanders. This is not happening under Joe Biden. This is not happening under Elizabeth Warren. This is happening right now. 30 to 40 million Americans are going to be without home. And what do you have then? You have tent cities that pop up. 
You have, uh, you know, obviously there's going to be increases in violence. You saw what happened with Occupy Wall Street. After a certain point, it turned into a lot of uh, dangerous drug use, a lot of rape, a lot of sexual assault. We should not live in a society, the wealthiest country in the history of this planet. We should not have 30 to 40 million people on the streets getting them, putting themselves at risk for no fault of their own because their jobs were taken from them. This is not, people think of homeless people, there are a huge amount of uh, mentally ill homeless people. Huge yeah. amount. And there's some people, honestly, that that is just their life and they have chosen that to some degree. This is going to be such an influx of homelessness. We are going to also see a potential kick up again with infections of COVID because all you're doing is taking these people, if they are lucky enough to get a bed at a shelter, even though we've been shutting down shelters all across this country since Ronald Reagan, if they are even lucky enough to get a bed at a shelter, it, well, is, it is a perfect storm for more infection. The vicious cycle continues. And again, this is happening now because we have no leadership in this country. And uh, this is not some socialist nightmare. Yeah. Well, so the the possibility of these COVID surges, like you're saying, is why the CDC issued this federal eviction moratorium. Right. Um, and we talked about this before. But, but the, the CDC issued it, but that was not law. That was not bound by law, was it? Well, so remember those four executive orders that Trump yes. passed while he was like swinging in a golf club in Bedminster, <laughs> yeah. New Jersey? It's amazing he can sign uh, and yeah, he's swing like, his he's little like golf He's like sizing up the ball and he's like, uh, one, this next eviction is a, uh, this next, uh, fuck it. No, it literally is. Donald Trump is one of those people. I'm not, you know, whatever. It's kind of cliche to even make fun of the, the dumpy piece of shit. But it reminds me of those uh, commercials like potato pay them when it's like the kid won't eat like his broccoli. And they're like, give him potato, give him deep fried potatoes instead. It literally is like, we'll take him golfing. Yeah. So then he's playing his sport that he likes to play. He likes to play his game. Yeah. Let he, him play his game. He was at Top Golf and he, yes. was, he was playing uh, at Top Golf over there. And, and then, uh, and, so he, he tried and then it he'll sign. Then he'll sign it because he's doing his little game. And then we'll potato pay him to eat <laughs> to eat all of his Salisbury steak. Mikey, Mikey will eat it. Those but, are uh, the worst commercials, by the way. The ones where they're all. Also, like, oh, your kid won't eat broccoli? Just dump a bunch of cheese on it. It's like that doesn't that defeats the purpose. You're but. creating a COVID comorbidity with these commercials. It's ridiculous. Um, no, but so he one of the uh, executive orders was issuing a statement to the CDC to say, Do, CDC, maybe you should think about a more uh, eviction moratorium. And then the CDC, I think maybe to Trump's surprise or something, was like, yes, we we advise that there is a eviction moratorium. And so Trump said, okay, well, you right. have a you have an eviction moratorium until December 31st, 2020. So okay. this is only four months of an eviction moratorium. And what this moratorium consists of, it's a federal moratorium, so it's all over the country. And as you said earlier, there are some states that already have their own eviction moratoriums mm -hmm. in place, uh, like Washington State or like Arizona or California. Uh, but what this does, so if you make uh, less than $99,000 a year, okay, and if you're a family that makes less than $199,000 a year, you cannot be evicted as long, you have to put in some effort, as long yeah. as you make a, you basically have to file a uh, declarative statement that I cannot make money right now because of the COVID situation. Right. I've tried, here's proof of me trying, and here's proof of my bank statements. And so you have to make a, a statement to the landlord to in order to because you're gonna have to fight in court still uh, in order to keep your housing, but this way landlords can't uh, can't kick you out. Now the thing is, landlords 
because landlords, some of them are less than um, less than honorable. Oh, I think real estate tends to get some of those people they, involved. Yeah. Uh, there are many ways to get kicked out still. If you like are scream singing Creed uh, in your apartment and what? you're like a disturbance to your neighbors, if you're like, hold me now, I'm six feet from Honestly, the they deserve to be evicted. Picking. They deserve to be killed. I want yeah, to kill you. Can you can get evicted for that. You're one of our because greatest if, employees can, and if, I want to shoot you now. If you're a like disturbance, they can still... So if you like... If you have like a girlfriend over at your place and the landlord catches the girlfriend over and it's not like a, you only said that one person is living there, they, you know, they're, they're going to find their ways. They're going to find. But there is like massive penalties for landlords who duplicitously try to, uh, try to kick, kick tenants well, out. Well, that is, and that is a good thing. This is a story that comes out from, I believe, Voice of America, which I believe is where my friend Saman Arbabi works. Uh, this is a story about a woman named Tiana Caldwell. Uh, she's out there in Missouri, and she had ovarian cancer in 2019. That's when her family was evicted. So this was pre-COVID. Uh, this is what she had to say to VOA regarding uh, what's going on right now with uh, with the homeless crisis. She says, we had gotten back on our feet. We were doing good. And then I got cancer again. So it was actively Damn. in treatment when we were being evicted. It was a bad experience. I believe that to be the case as well. The National Low Income Housing Coalition, uh, which again earlier this month said about 30 to 40 million Americans face eviction in the upcoming months, say there were there were already tens of thousands of renters. This is just in the state of Missouri. Yeah. They say there were already tens of thousands of renters in the state of Missouri who were paying over 50% of their income to rent before the pandemic. This is me now. Uh, that's actually a luxury because in states like California, specifically Los Angeles and New York City, you pay about 80%. Yeah, I like to see my landlord um, push away like a wheelbarrow of my money at the first of each month. And I'm <laughs> oh, like, but you're not gonna, money. You're not going to fix anything, though? I, okay, you're just no, going to no, take... I'll take care of the maintenance stuff. You enjoy your grapes or whatever you're thank, buying with my money. Thank you. Of course, the Rubin family, who I rented from uh, for 15 years in uh, in New York, were sued for embezzling $20 million Yay. from the federal government. And how they got out of that was just to sell the company, air quote sell, uh, to the brother of Mr. Rubin. And so it all just stayed in the family. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney Bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Back to the National Low Income Housing Coalition statement. Uh, 50% of their income uh, to rent before the pandemic, and now hundreds of thousands are unemployed or have been unemployed through some period of this pandemic and the debt that has amounted in the meantime for a lot of poor and working class families is simply 
insurmountable. And of course, as we were talking about with federal assistance, uh, the federal assistance of the $600 a week lapsed in late July, putting millions of people in jeopardy. Back to what the organization says, they say, so people are about to be in the depths of a crisis unlike anything we have ever seen uh, before. So this is something that the next administration, whether it be this one or uh, the Biden administration, is going to have to deal with. And I'm just a little bit concerned that you can't cause the problem and solve the problem. You need to be punished for causing the problem, and hopefully we can have somebody come in and, and you know, clean this mess up. Um, the eviction stuff wasn't as uh, massive a problem as it was maybe thought to be a couple months ago, and that's a lot because the CARES Act included that unemployment insurance, right. and this money was getting to people, to some people, but guess what? We don't have any of that stuff anymore, and... House, the House and the Senate are still in recess till September 8th. I know, and, they're um, playing on the swing stats. And they are no closer to having a deal for a new stimulus bill. So this is... Well, and I also want to say this, you know, we talk about landlords. Only, so about 60% of landlords in this country are owned by huge groups. Yes. And then there's 40% of, you know, landlords that just rent out a room or maybe there's just, you know, relatively mom and pops. They also need help. Yeah, you know, so I understand that. And the thing I, is, I, I understand that their, aspect. It's neither of their faults, exactly. the tenant or the landlord. But uh, what we'll see, because the government is not doing their part, not stepping in and, and injecting money into these uh, these people's hands, or I don't know if you eject money into people's hands, but uh, <laughs> <I think that's laughs> like a, I mean, maybe like a cream. It's like money cream. Heroin is very expensive. Uh, but uh, the fact that none of that stuff is is happening. You know, that's on the government's uh, shoulders. Hey, and man. once, you know, it's kind of curious that you have one job to keep Americans safe the, and you failed. The only thing that the government is providing right now is a like eviction moratorium. So that that means the rent isn't frozen. That means late fees. It's all coming. On January 1st, 2021, people are going to be kicked out on the curb in droves like just in time for winter now a lot of states do have moratoriums just already in place when it comes to winter eviction a lot of places that are cold weather states don't allow that and hopefully that uh, stays to be true here this is according to tracy benson Uh, this is the president and founder of the national association of independent landlords founded in 1998 they have about 200,000 members Uh, This is what they have to say. Uh, This is what she told VOA. She says, it's unprecedented times right now for our association because we're getting constant calls by worried landlords that are worried about losing not only their rental homes, but also their own homes. Association member Kathy Phillips, a landlord uh, in North Carolina, she owns 10 rental properties. This is what she had to say. She says, she has rented for me for six years and she's always been a good tenant. She's a single parent, obviously referring to somebody who fell behind on their rent. She has rented for me for six years and has always been a good tenant. She's a single parent, and I don't feel comfortable evicting a single parent in the in this climate of COVID. Uh, Phillips offered her at uh, at risk tenant fifty percent off of her rent for three months and doesn't expect her to repay the difference. She goes on to say she's looking very desperately for a job, and we're hoping she'll get a job in those three months. If I don't have the rental income, then I can't pay my bills. This whole thing trickles down to a total economic collapse. Yes. And the economy in this country in many ways is strong and 2021 can we'll see we'll see an uptick unless these things are not solved at the ground level. 
We have to, we like, these things are not like fantasy and fiction. I know Wall Street works on emotion because it's like, you know how, you know how sensitive and strange these Wall Street. It's also completely decoupled from the real economy. So <laughs> like it, 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 is, it, it, yes. could go, it could skyrocket. I saw this headline on uh, this page on Bloomberg.com and one article was like, November COVID cases are going to surge. And then I also saw um, stock rise. The S&P is like climbing and jumping up and the Dow is up. So it's, it's like time. they're completely decoupled. But uh, what I will they say are. about yes. the um, landlords the people that you are not hearing complaining from are landlord companies, like building companies. Right. Because what this means, these next four months, all of those people that are, you know, actual humans that are trying to work with their tenants, they're not going to afford, be able to afford their mortgages exactly. on the houses that they rent out. And so they're going to be bought up by huge, like, French real estate developers or whatever, you know, Honestly. it's going to be an, it's like how Amazon is going to be the only thing left after this pandemic. I know. And Walmart's crying. Walmart is back to being <laughs> well, mom and pop, which should again, yes, scare the hell out of, of uh, yeah. that this country cannot succeed like that, that. Oh no. Once they get that TikTok, once TikTok is under the belt and they got Flo Millie selling, <laughs> selling lamps or whatever. Well, uh, <laughs> you can't get everything at Walmart. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we're going to have, we're going to see a massive consolidation in the people that sell us products and the people that house us. And just going back, again to Kathy Phillips. Again, she's the landlord who owns the 10 rental units in North Carolina. This is what she had to say about uh, federal relief. And uh, she basically says the federal government needs to do more. Uh, She goes on to say, I don't think there's a lot of answers until we have income for all these unemployed people. It would be nice to have some sort of help from the government for the landlords. But right now there's not. And you've got to be empathetic. Uh, so thank God for people who are human. And I know that's the story of millions and millions and millions of, me- of great people across this country. But as Travis just said, once you sell to one of these developers, it's done. The human contact is over. You look at what happened in Brooklyn. Most of those large developments were bought, in, uh, were, uh, bought by Russian oligarchs, yep. Chinese oligarchs. They raised the price. I've said this thousands and freaking thousands of times, but they raised the price of everything in the neighborhood. No one fills was, up those. No one fills up um, those rental units, and boom, it's called a depressed economy, and no one can afford to live there. Which is why we're seeing the mass exodus of places like New York, and in some ways. Los Angeles. I was uh, I was kicked out of my bedsty apartment uh, that I lived in for about seven years. Because it was so nice. Because it was such a nice place. It was actually a nice place. It was. I had a balcony, but the um, the owners of the building sold to a French real estate developer. When I was looking for houses out here, obviously I'm still just renting, but uh, I was going to potentially buy one. And uh, that just, you know, that's got scooped up by a developer as well. Yeah. An interesting thing about this, the eviction moratorium for me is that. I haven't seen Trump say anything about it. Nothing. And I checked WhiteHouse.gov. It's because he is a corporate landlord. <laughs> I, wa- I, wa- I looked at WhiteHouse.gov. There's nothing on there. Nobody knows about it, really. Like, if you wa- if you talk to anyone on the street, nobody knows what this is. And the, uh, an important part of this... He is... How is Donald Trump all three of, like, the see no evil, <laughs> hear no evil, speak no... No, he does speak... No, he's only two out of the yeah, three yeah, yeah, of yeah. the monkeys, yeah. But he... Uh, he there is no promotion of this tool. This is essentially a tool for tenants to use because they have to use it. Because I'm reading this uh, Twitter thread by a uh, a tenant law grad student. Uh-huh. Uh, so I want to read this real quick. Yeah, it's um, by Et Anarcho Trash. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it is fun that Twitter always. Okay, so this so, is Anarcho Trash. So she attended a housing court 
uh, to watch some of these eviction moratorium cases play out. Oof, uh, so, and so she says, uh, just saw the first day of the eviction moratorium in court, a tenant who had legal representation signed and presented the declaration to the landlord before the hearing. The eviction was immediately dismissed. So, okay. so you had to go to court. You had to show the paper. You had all that evidentiary stuff. Uh, she goes on to say the land, the landlord's lawyer still wanted to move for the eviction to be granted. And the judge was like, what the fuck? No, I literally can't. There are new rules now. You can file again in 2021. The lawyer was shook. They're not and in parentheses. They're not used to getting their their. They're not used to not getting their way. And then she goes on to say, however, the rest of the eviction still went through. At first, the judge wasn't sure what to do if tenants weren't there. Uh, but a lawyer for one of the major property developers figured it out. So what is going on? The person who showed up with their homework, who was like, right. here's all my evidence. Here's my proof that I cannot get a job. Here's I don't have the money. Uh, that person's eviction uh, got dismissed entirely, outright. And then the people who didn't show up got evicted. So you, you have to put in the work. Put but in the, the work is, and pe- show up. But it's, people do not know that they have this tool to them. And who is going to tell them? Right. The landlord that's trying to evict them? Right. Uh, going back to Tina Caldwell, again, that was the woman who was evicted in Kansas City uh, going through cancer. This is what she had to say about being evicted twice. Uh, she says, felt like a personal attack because it's like, well, what did I do that was wrong? What did my family do that was wrong? Because they wanted to take care of me? We need our government to show up for us. And it could do all of that for all of us, landlords and tenants, so that our country can get back to being better. That's what she had uh, to say. So this eviction moratorium, again, that is officially um, off the books in every way, starting the beginning of next year, is uh, this? We we could begin to see something that is more horrific than what we saw after Vietnam. And I'm not equivocating the um, horrors of COVID with the horrors of Vietnam. It was an entirely different situation. But the one thing that is similar is the fallout. And the fallout in yep. this case again will be low income, working class, the working poor, people who are hanging on by a thread to begin with. And this ain't Superman's hair. It can't hold up a freaking ten kilogram or ten fucking million pound boulder like it did i believe in superman three or something that sounds about right um these i've been watching fear factor i know you're a psycho (laughs) Uh, but these are really fragile people are very in very fragile states right now this is uh you know when it just if you've ever played the game break the ice right now we are hanging on it is a full-on cross of ice and it just takes one more little mallet punch to take it all crumbling down so also you have to imagine after november 3rd we find out Okay, Biden wins. Do you really think fucking Trump is going to do anything to lift a finger for these people? No, after he'll be, finding he'll be out? screaming on Triller. He'll he's be just going to be he's, he's just, just going to be, be screaming about things being rigged on Triller. Big if true if that happens. And again, um, yeah, it's really scary. Actually, I mean, I'm really, I'm really, really trying to. Stuff. You're going to see. You know, because I was I, I I go for a walk up Sunset Boulevard now, and I, oh, you're I take so a cool. every day. I take a walk to the Elliott Smith mural. I am cool. You do. I do. <laughs> What's wrong with you? That's a good. It's like a, it's exactly the amount of distance I want to. I want to say like, oh, you're like an 11 year old girl, but that sounds uh, pejorative. No. The fact is, you're a 31 year old man, and this is what you do now. This if is I, the, now, I'm, now I'm going to become. No, no, now no. I'm going to become. I'm going to put my conservative hat on and say, what is going on with the flight of the American man? I walk up Sunset. Pat. I walk. Okay, how about this? I walk past the Silver Sun pickups mural, which if I stopped there, I would be a real uh, 15-year-old girl. 
Okay. But I go all the way to the Elliott Smith mural, and then I walk back, uh-huh. and that's exactly four miles for me. <laughs> that's good. I, mean, I, I actually, I, as, as a red-blooded, full American man, I am overweight right now, and so technically I should be but taking re- your advice. But the reason I bring that up, I wasn't just sort of telling my, my walking route. Uh, uh, I, I walked by some guy that was clearly sleeping in his car, and right. I feel like we're about to see a wave of just people living in cars. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just straight up. I mean, I did it in my freshman year of college. Wasn't it, great. Wasn't a good time. And imagine doing that when you're 40 and you might have a kid with you. And uh, it's, it's, we are going, it's going to be a second to get out of this economic uh, disaster. It will happen. It I will always say, if you, but you're right. But also, uh, Travis, you are correct. You know, I am a capitalist, but I hate this late stage capitalism that we're in. Yeah. And the fact that, Wall Street is rebounding. I was talking. I got. A, I got a couple of dollars in the stocks. Oh boy! Um, it kind of makes you sick. Yeah. It yeah. should not. Wall Street should not respond positively to human suffering. Yeah. Whenever and, I uh, tried to yeah. learn about the stocks, I'm like, oh, I don't understand. Why do any of these things happen? I finally understood it once I understood it wasn't about math. It's about emotion. It and is, I'm like, yes. wow. <laughs> so we've just been living the. I'm playing Last of Us two, and obviously I'm going through a lesbian relationship right now with Dinah, and nice. I don't know if Dinah's really going to be there for me. Yeah. I have no idea. That's that's almost scarier than the undead. No, of course. But the fact that we've just been on this emotional roller coaster based on like what super wealthy, uh, mostly dudes, yeah, uh, think in small parts of this country, like that's why it's that's why it's such a clusterfuck because you're trying to get into the mind of someone that you were never friends with in college for a reason. Yeah, like what you don't like it's not it's difficult to understand like why stocks plummet or go up when Trump says like all soldiers are losers or something. Oh my god, we didn't even get to that but, uh, because that's <laughs> What was that a vulture article or a That was an Atlantic, Atlantic article. article. So, I mean, oh. it's kind of like a reputable source, although all of the sources that we say, already know all, that anyway. all the sources that that said he said these things were anonymous, but it doesn't really matter. And but he the, says it on national television. I know, that's, that's the thing. I'm like, it doesn't really matter because it's all so plausible. He that called it might John as well. McCain a loser for being caught. He said, I mean, that, that's the one thing with like the Twitter. It was like Trump said this about World War One veterans. I'm like, he said that about veterans yesterday. By the way, that is so funny too. Like, why would you? reaching back in history like to reaching, roast them to roasts world war one soldiers they got mustard gas in their fucking lungs they had it too and now <laughs> now thank god the mustard gas has returned to it's the returned. streets of i'm America. glad yeah i'm glad we're going back to, it's tradition not quite mustard gas but hey by the way if you're living in your car i highly recommend uh signing up for a gym to uh take a shower and that's what i did i went to the I gym and i got Gyms the shower are- in there and I, I said hey boys how was your weight training today and they were like hey aren't you the guy that lives in the car outside <laughs> <laughs> you could have stopped by and lifted one of those weights, but again, I cannot, uh, I cannot criticize too much on that. So we need to help out those folks, and uh, and uh, hopefully that happens. Uh, don't uh, don't sleep on what's going on with the evictions and the eviction moratoriums. I would also uh, say tell people that this is uh, available to them. I don't know if yes, everyone absolutely. knows somebody that's facing some crisis right and, now. Uh, and just lastly, when it comes to some of the landlords, I've talked about the mom and pop landlords. Again, that's about 200,000 people there, 40% of the landlord community. There's also total scumbags, as you, uh, I'm sure you can imagine. One of these scummy landlords in, uh, in Washington <laughs> is a dude named Rob Trickler, which Good. you know if your landlord's literally 
if his last name is Trickler. He's not fixing that shower. He's not fixing that shower. He might actually be full of tricks and lies. It's a euphemism for a series of different things. A trickster, a spinster, a liar, or someone who dribbles urine in their pants. Either way, Rob Trickler, he is the president of the Washington Landlord Association. He says we they have raised $100,000 for a lawsuit uh, to be filed. They've had a number of emails asking who's suing when and how can I participate. So Rob Trickler... I don't think his lawsuit will go very far against Governor Jay Inslee or yeah. Mayor Jenny Durkin, but there are people yeah. fighting so to it, evict others. And never forget that because so that far, is- So uh, far, uh, yeah, landlord groups, it looks like, according to Bloomberg, have sued governors or mayors in seven states and two cities over eviction moratoriums, but none of them have succeeded. All right. Well, that is, again- Oh, my God. This is why we need a bit of a safety net in this country. Paycheck to paycheck in the world's wealthiest country should just not be happening. Everyone has the same enemy here. It's just nobody should be, the tenants should not be bad at the landlord. Imagine taking the The, side of the landlord. Of these large corporate landlords. Not again. Because I know my landlord. My landlord here in California is a wonderful, it's a wonderful couple. If that unemployment insurance benefit, for example, was remained intact, that would have saved all of this grief and all of this pain. But instead, <laughs> they're out. They're like in recess. There. And you, it, almost to the point where do they want suffering? Do they think it helps them politically? And this goes, for, bo- well, this like, goes for both sides, in this, honestly. In this article, one of these uh, real estate practice guys says, quite frankly, I fear that this eviction moratorium is nothing more than a political attempt by the president to shore up a few more votes come November. But he's not even talking about it. He's like, uh, no, this that's is... me saying that. He's not talking about it. So I wonder what really is. Right. Uh, he, he doesn't care. He doesn't no, care about people's Donald suffering. Trump, if you are a corporate landlord believing that Donald Trump doesn't have your back, you are. You're the most privileged motherfucker that's ever lived. That's what Donald Trump is that, and he will go back to being that Yeah. Uh, as soon as he is uh, done uh, doing whatever he's doing right now for this country. Um, but anyway. All right, everyone. Well, that's this week's Top Hat. Again, don't forget the good news about the inmates, some progress happening, and then, of course, what do the, you, um, uh, the bad what, news. What do you predict will happen next week? Ben? Next week's predictions. We've never Ooh. done this before okay. because I uh, no clue. The answer is: Did I expect to see like what happened this week in the world? Yeah, um, which I'm actually happy we didn't mention on side stories. I mentioned on kind of fun the wrestling podcast. We have Carol Baskins on Dancing with the Stars. Oh, didn't see yeah. that coming. Uh, she's a murderer. She killed her husband. Um, next week. Oh my! Honestly, man, my little feeble mind of human that has some modicum of uh, of human decency mm-hmm. i can't i don't know you don't know i mean is triller going to, is is i think triller is going to go the way of gab which oh is my to say God, that was the nobody thing. cares about it and man when i was working at fox news tom shalou who is uh <laughs> you know tom man i just wish he'd whatever. what a wacky that's, guy that's a yeah in some ways <laughs> um but he kept on being like gab is the new thing it's like you don't need conservative social media it's called social media yeah. It's all good. Conservatives are the best at being like the victims. They play the victim game. And I'm like, you are the majority. That has been the whole damn point for so freaking long. And that is why we find ourselves in the predicament that we find ourselves in today. Dare I say it's a pickle? Yeah. All right. Everyone. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for listening. Next week, it's going to be nothing but sunshine and roses and everything's going to be great. COVID is over. That'll be next week's prediction. COVID is officially done. That's I'm just hoping for the best. 
Hang in there, everyone. Uh, keep on trucking along. We'll get through this together as always. And uh, yeah, let me know what you think. You can always find me at Ben Kissel one on Instagram. I do a little bit of Twitter. And I post little pictures, me and my dog. And again, I spoke with uh, Jerry's mom, who will always be his mom, but he is officially my little boy um, and so cute. So I'll have him for the next, oh, I don't know, 45 to 55 years. Yeah, nice. I don't believe that dogs die. I was actually thinking about that the other day, looking at Puffet because he's getting old. But we don't think about that, do we, Travis? And I just want to plug a... Uh... <laughs> An article in the Military Times, very, very interesting. I actually, the Military Times is interesting. Very, I read it actually pretty frequently, and there's this very interesting story about sailors in Bahrain becoming <laughs> pimps. And oh, then, wait, what? Yes, this is a crazy story. Oh my! And it's almost it's like too much to go into. But basically, these sailors they uh, they're based in Bahrain in the Middle East. Okay. And uh, they get in contact with prostitutes. Uh huh. So this one sailor gets in contact with this madam, and uh, she basically sets up this whole thing where she ships over Thai girls to Bahrain, and then the soldiers rent an apartment outside the base and then store the girls there send them out at night <sighs> uh like walking up what they call american alley which is like the main street of uh, american uh, bars and sure. stuff like that but it has become they it's proliferated so there's so many they franchised they franchise so there's a lot of soldiers who are pimps across the globe now at different military bases um bahrain is just the one where it was like totally obvious spreading so they, american so, values so they're like they're like um the navy is so, so disappointed at these at these dudes but it's become like a way to make side cash to send back home or whatever you know uh wow and uh yeah right. it's a uh, there you go very interesting bahrain prostitution uh, the the text messages they read are so funny. One of them, one of them, uh, the sailor texts a prostitute and he says, uh, "I want to sleep on your titty." Uh, oh my! Read this article. What a, what it's a, very, what a place, very interesting. Yeah. What a place to rest. Better than a Casper. Um, all right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Again, hope you're doing all right out there. We will talk to you very soon. We'll be here all. You know, we, all we do is create content. Um, all right, everyone. Hail yourselves. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, We've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support so you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. For over 130 years, McCormick has helped you make mom's lasagna to keep her secret recipe alive. Take over taco night. No matter how chaotic your day is. Conquer the bake sale. Even if you get to it last minute. And craft the perfect Sunday brunch. When it's not even Sunday. Because with McCormick by your side, it's going to be great.